You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Friedman. As always, Makosa's wonderful show. And on today's podcast, doing things a little bit differently. Pacers got smoked by the Blazers last night. They were beat 133 to 112. And normally I'd come on, break down the game, have a whole discussion about it, try to find the positives. But we are reaching the end point of the season. We are now 61 games into a 72-game season. And frankly, I don't know if we need that right now. And so I'm going to mix things up, change how I'm doing this podcast, um, at least post-game podcast at least. And I'm going to talk strictly about one topic today. And that is the Pacers, which can't be ruled out situation, that they miss the play-in game entirely and fall to the bottom 10 in the NBA this season. So, to put things in perspective to start, the Pacers sit right now at 29-32, and 32, two game ahead of the 10th place Washington Wizards, who are 27-34, and 34, three games ahead of the Bulls, who are 26-35, and 35, in a three and a half game lead over the 12th place Toronto Raptors, who are 26 and 36. Pitchers also only sit two and a half games back of six seeded Boston, which would actually allow them to avoid the play game if they manage to get that spot. Two and a half also behind Miami, and then a game behind Charlotte. Pacer schedule is not super tough. If we walk through it real fast to do kind of the, let's call it, likely losses, toss up games, likely wins. We go through it real fast. Brooklyn is a likely loss. You got Oklahoma City, a, a likely win. You have the Wizards. I would call it a toss-up game, although I put that in a, in a lean loss category. So we got one, 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 one likely win, one likely loss, one likely toss-up game. Sacramento, a likely win. So you can add two to there. Atlanta, likely loss. Who's a better team than them? Wizards again, another toss-up. So now we're looking at. Probably two likely losses, two likely wins, and two toss-ups. Cleveland, a likely win, just a third win. Philadelphia, likely loss. Milwaukee, likely loss. Toronto, or Los Angeles, likely loss. And Toronto, probably a toss-up game. So we're looking at three toss-up games, three wins, and five losses. And this is assuming the Lakers and the Philadelphia Sixers and the Bucks, who are all competing for playoff seating, right? The Bucks sit two games back of Philadelphia, so there's a chance they get up to there. At least one hacking back of Brooklyn for the one seat. They're all competing for those spots. And the Lakers uh, actually sit firmly at the five, but are trying to hold off the Mavericks from falling to the sixth seed. So they're probably still trying as well, and will be trying. So there's a good chance they play all these teams at full strength. And there's a, let's call it a 30% chance of going three and eight in the last games. Probably another scenario where they go like five and six, or six, we'll call it six and five. Um, And then, you know, a top-line scenario where somehow they managed to go 8-3 and three in their last 11 games. So let's say you take the worst-case scenario that would drop the Pacers on the season right now to a 32-40 and 40 record. Not not the greatest. Um, I believe win percentage-wise, a 32-40 and 40 record would put the Pacers at a... 44% win percentage, which would put them slightly in range of the playoffs, right? So the, the 10 seed Washington team right now is 40, 
Got a 44% win percentage in, in Toronto and Chicago with a 42. So worst case scenario, the Pacers probably still make the playoffs, but it's not likely. I mean, it is it is likely that they make the playoffs, but there's, there's an outside chance they miss it. Let's put it that way. Even So the outside chance falls in the category where if they have the worst case scenario run, these off the games, that means they, you know, they lose all their toss-up games to the Wizards. They lose all the toss-up games um, against Atlanta. And then they manage to basically only beat the three bad teams they play, and that's Oklahoma City, Sacramento, and Cleveland, and they lose the rest. That would put them in a spot where they would be probably hanging on at that 9-10 spot, depending on how things break. Uh, the team that's most likely to pass them, and I think most likely will, uh, is the Washington Wizards. The Wizards this season, if I have their schedule, if I can find what tab I have it on. Uh, so they're, like I said, 27-34 right now. They also have um, 11 games left. When you, when you take their scenarios, they have a Los Angeles Lakers game, which is a likely loss. They have a Cleveland game, a likely win. A Dallas game, I'd probably call it a toss at this point. The way the Wizards are playing, they've, been, right, they've won uh, 11 of their last 13. They're playing pretty well. Uh, Indiana, we'll call that one. I call it a toss already. Milwaukee, likely loss. Toronto, uh, we'll call that that one also probably a toss-up. Uh they play Indiana, another toss-up. Atlanta twice, we'll call those both toss-ups. Cleveland, likely wind. And we'll call Charlotte a toss-up as well. So let's say the Wizards run their best-case scenario, and that's they end up going 9-2 and two to end. That means they sweep the Pacers, sweep sweep Atlanta, uh, and beat Toronto once. We'll keep track of that Toronto win if they factor this in. That would put the Wizards' final season record if they won 9 of their last 11 games at... Well, let's do this way. Let's not do the perfect scenario because that's probably not long. Let's say they end up the Wizards end up going seven and five to end their season. That would put them at thirty-four and thirty-eight. Um, I guess it, I'm sorry. I'm incorrect. The Wizards have eleven games. So let's say they go seven and four. Sorry, and then I'll put them at thirty-four and thirty-eight to put them out of the Pacers at that point for sure. And that's I think is a likely scenario. I mean, the way the Wizards are playing, if they can. Uh, surprise some of the better teams like, like Atlanta, and they can maybe. I think they can steal one from one of the better teams. They beat some good teams in this run. They beat Utah, for example. Uh, beat Golden State twice, playoff team, and kind of the recent run. So I, I could see them kind of doing that. And so even if the Patriots, for example, went six and five, which is I think probably the like the most likely scenario, if this Wizards team ended up going seven and four, eight and three, they actually be tied in record, and then it would come down to the two toss-up games when they play each other. Um, Right, I mean that's that's what it's gonna come down to for the Wizards, but that's just for the nine ten. So it still puts the Pacers in the play-in range. So right now I don't think they're out of play, but I do think there's a good or a realistic, actually a probably more than likely chance the Wizards catch them. I, I would put that odds at fifty fifty, just in my mind. The Wizards are able to catch them because um, they're playing really good basketball and they've got you know a top what we call it, twenty player in Beal and Westbrook, who at times is pretends he's a top five player. Um, not every night, but at times is, can be the best player on the court. Those guys are the best players on the court um, in certain situations for sure. So the last two teams who could pass the Pacers actually to take over the last playoff spot are the Raptors and Bulls. And we'll go through their schedule next. But first, today's Locked On Pacers podcast is brought to you by Michelob Ultra and our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Michelob Ultra is a 2.6 carb, 95 calorie beer. They don't just believe you get an enjoyment from the game when the game ends, but they believe happiness is rooted in how you play the game and enjoying the whole game 
And the player right now for the Pacers who's doing the most fun, happy, enjoyment of basketball is O'Shea Bursette. In the last week, O'Shea Bursette is averaging 11.3 points, 6.8 rebounds, and 1.5 blocks per game. He scored double-digit points in five, all five of those games of the last week. That's five games. He is playing a ton of minutes for this Pacers team, and he is shooting fantastic from three. His splits right now are 53% from the field and 42% from three, including making four threes against Portland. But Pacers losing. O'Shea Bursette is enjoying himself, just like you could enjoy Michelob Ultra. Two points is carbs, 95 calories. Michelob Ultra believes you're happy because not just because you win, but you win because you're happy. All right, let's continue through this standings breakdown and the, I would call it, can't be ruled out chance the Pacers get overtaken for a play-in spot and this just playoffs and fall to the bottom 10. So the next team that's in close to the Pacers uh, is Chicago Bulls, who sit three games back. The Bulls have a much tougher schedule, probably the hardest schedule of, of actually the, the four teams between the Pacers, Wizards, Raptors, and them. Right, so if you look at the Bulls schedule, they play the Knicks. I would call that actually a likely loss. Play the Bucks, likely loss. Atlanta, toss-up. Philadelphia, likely loss. Charlotte, toss-up. Boston, toss-up. Detroit, probably a likely win. Brooklyn, a likely loss. Brooklyn, another time, a likely loss. Toronto, a toss-up. And then Milwaukee, a likely loss. So, if... In my opinion, in the best case scenario, the Bulls, who also have games left, probably go four and seven, which would put them at thirty and forty-two, which would actually put them firmly behind the Pacers' worst case scenario. I guess. I mean, that's best case scenario. Is maybe best case is five and six, right? You look at that. Maybe they go five and six, end up thirty-one and thirty. Would that put them thirty-one and forty-one, basically? Yeah, the Bulls. The Bulls would have to really, really outperform it. Let's get some some breaks here. That will probably, if they broke their way, would also break for the Pacers. And what I mean by that is, like, so they play Milwaukee at the end of the season. Well, if Milwaukee's packing it in, they're probably also not trying that third to last game of the season, let's say, because they're so far out of that spot. So maybe the Pacers win and, and you know, the Bulls win. So it ends up being kind of a, like a, a basically a, a throwout, right? Um, maybe Brooklyn is not trying either the last two games because they're locked in. But then that would also probably mean Philly's not trying for the Pacers when they play them with four games left. So. Uh, yeah, the Bulls is going to be, it's, it's probably unlikely if I had to guess actually over in the Pacers. That's, that's why I think the Pacers falling outside this top 10 is hard because the Bulls are probably the most likely team to do it. I mean, they've been playing better, but they've not been playing great, right? So they, they, uh, what are the Bulls? What are the last, look at this schedule fast. So like the Bulls have won four of the last six, but they beat, they beat Cleveland, Boston, Charlotte, and Miami. So they're good wins. They beat good teams, but they also lost to Miami, lost to Cleveland, you know, so, and the sad thing is the Bulls are all in on this season, unfortunately, and you really thought they would, uh, I thought they would make the play, and they'd be a top eight seed when they traded for Vucevic, but, I mean, it's interesting to see them go for it, because it, it does sort of, and I'll talk about the end, end of the show, but it is one of the things where it's sort of helped, taking's been helped out, or uh, been curbed a little, just like even slightly by this plan, right? Because it seemed like the Bulls probably wouldn't have kind of pushed their chips in the, the deadline if they didn't, like, Think they at least had a shot at making the playing game, and at least have a like a, a shot at playing in a first round series, right? They the Bulls at the trade line thought worst case scenario they're the nine ten game, but they still could get into the top eight with two straight wins. 
fortunate that may not be true now, but that that's was their thought. Wizards are a good example of that too, right? A team that was that if there was no playing game, probably would have been tanking the last forty games, but decided, hey, we can still get into the playoffs, and they have two good players. The Wizards do, and if they get hot, they could theoretically make a playoff series. I could see the Wizards winning two two straight playing games with Beal and in uh, Westbrook playing out of their fucking minds, basically. But yeah, I think the Bulls, unfortunately, they've blown too many good games, right? So the Bulls lost, well, they lost five in a row in from April 9th to 16th, and it's also like Minnesota. You can't lose that twice to Memphis, who have been fine, but should win at least one of those. They just, they've lost some bad games. They had a six-game losing streak where they lost to Cleveland, San Antonio, Golden State inside of that. I mean, they just, they've blown their chances, frankly, the Bulls have. they The Bulls kind of had, especially with injuries to other, to the Patriots, particularly had a chance to kind of grab that 9-10 spot or be in that race, and they unfortunately have not. And now they hit a much rougher part of their schedule where I frankly don't see them really jumping up into the top 10 unfortunately so the last team would then be the toronto raptors who they have the toughest uphill climb sitting at uh 26 and 36 they actually only have 10 games left to make up three and a half and that's going to be tough so uh raptors have also been playing better of late they have won five of the last seven and they've beat um well, they beat Brooklyn one time. That was a good win, but the rest of them are kind of eh, wins beating San Antonio, Orlando, Oklahoma City, Cleveland. So, again, not great wins. So, for the Raptors, if you look at their their last 10 games right now, and uh, you would call Denver. I'd call it a toss-up at this point with Denver's roster. Utah, probably a loss. LA is probably a toss-up. And I'm giving Toronto more benefit of the doubt because I feel like they have a team that is probably better than the Pacers if everything is going right and has not guarded this year. So if they can, and I feel like they kind of turn a corner and might make a, like they're the one that can really make a real playoff, like, like some crazy end of season. Right. So um, we'll call Lakers a toss up. Like I said, we'll call Clippers a toss up. Um, we'll call Wizards a win. We'll just give them that one just for fun. Uh, we'll call Memphis a win. We'll call LA again, a toss up. Uh, we'll call Bulls a win, Dallas a win and Indiana a win. So, if they run the gauntlet, somehow go 9-1, that would put them at 35-37. and 37. That's best case scenario, right? That would obviously put them ahead of the Pacers. So, let's say they win all four games. I think they will. And then they're able to win, really have to win two of their toss-up games, all right? So, I think, realistically, this team could go 7-3. and or Let's call it 7-3. and three. And that would put them ahead of the Pacers, right? That's the point we get to. Then they're 33 and 39, which puts them one game ahead of the Pacers and at that spot. But like I've been saying, this would be sort of a best case top line. Everything has to go perfect for every team. That's not the Pacers and everything has to go bad for the Pacers. So let's do this. I have all the likely scenarios, whatnot, I think. And let's let me walk through those. To end the show and then i'll give what i think will happen and why i'm kind of okay with tanking and the system of rewarding bad teams but i want to explain that a little bit further but first today's locked on pacers podcast is also brought to you by our wonderful friends over at built bar built bar is the amazing protein bar company we've been talking about for a long time on the show they make these amazing, these amazing uh, pretty much cover 100% chocolate. They come in a ton of different flavors. My favorite one, I've said over and over again, is the peanut butter one. These bars are great for someone that's healthy conscious, that's trying to lose or maintain weight while well, those are a delicious treat. Peanut butter brownie, the peanut butter one, I'm sorry, is 19 grams of protein, 180 calories. It is great. I, I love it. You would enjoy it. And right now, 
If you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, you can get 15% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. I cannot say enough good things about Built Bar. They are a fantastic protein bar that I believe you need to try today. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. And we are also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We have got the baseball season in full swing, the NBA heading to the playoffs, NHL nearing the playoffs, and BetOnline.ag is the place to place those bets and track all the action. This week, there's a ton of sports action going on as well. There's NFL Draft coming up, the Kentucky Derby, and the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend at the Kentucky Derby. Got all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC even, and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in on the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head over to betonline.ig, use your phone, or go to the website, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. It's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. And we're back. All right, so to walk through, to finish this up, to walk through the Pacers, like I said, can't be ruled a situation where they could miss the playoffs. I think worst case scenario, and I think probably the most likely, which is maybe the worst case, the Pacers probably go five and six to end the season. I mean, I think look at their schedule, the way they've been playing. They'll probably lose a bad game here or two, here or there, but I think they'll they'll honestly they'll beat Oklahoma City, they'll beat Sacramento, they'll beat Cleveland, and then I think they'll probably get one of the Washington splits and they'll get one of Toronto or Atlanta. So they'll go five and six to end the season, which will put them at thirty four and 38 they'll be under 500 of course uh for the first time i think since 2015 six no 2014 15 sorry um not a great season that's the top eight for the first time since also that's the nine seed but i believe that puts them 34 and 38 i believe the wizards will also end up with that same record the wizards i think are playing really good basketball don't have the toughest schedule i think they end up going in their last um they also have 11 games right so they end up going seven and four and also end up at 34 and 38 um, I believe the tiebreaker, so they, the Pacers and Wizards play two more times, so there's a lot of, there's still a tiebreaker to be won, but the Pacers lost the first time, so the Pacers win the last two to get the tiebreaker. That basically will decide where the home game is. I think Indiana lose one of those, so I think Pacers end up at the 10, playing at least Washington at the 9 in, in Washington. Uh, I think the Bulls, when you look at their record, they're pretty screwed in my opinion. <laughs> Frankly, I think the Bulls are lucky to get the 30 wins in the last 11 games. I think they'll end up probably 29 and uh, put them at 43, right? 29, yeah, 29 and 43. The Bulls are just, they're not, they just, they blew opportunities. They played too many good teams and they blew the opportunities going forward. They easily could be a 35-win team, but they're not. And I think Toronto is the one that has the real shot and they're the one I'm probably watching for. Toronto probably would have to go, they have to go nine and one, which I think is their best case scenario. They're probably lucky to go seven and three, six and four and finish probably just one or two games outside the Pacers. Um, but they're the one team I'd watch. Toronto plays Denver on Thursday. That's the first game to see. But really, I'll, I think we'll know by Sunday, right? So if Toronto somehow gets probably two of Denver, Utah, Los Angeles, and the Pacers, if they don't win this weekend uh, against Oklahoma City, that's that will kind of be a big thing, right? So the Pacers lose to Brooklyn, which I think is 
likely on Thursday. It was Oklahoma City. And then on the flip side, Toronto ends up going like two and one. Then we're looking at a scenario where they legitimately could, could get passed by Toronto because then that puts it down with the last like seven, eight games with the Pacers needing to win like four and Toronto needing to win basically seven last eight, which is, I think, somewhat reasonable. So, um, yeah, I, that's where I think we're at. I mean, I think when it comes to kind of this tanking thing, I am not opposed to the Pacers making the plan game. I honestly don't believe they'll make the top eight. I think even if they got to that, which they'll be the 9-10, I think, at this point, um, they'll likely lose that game to the Wizards and be outside the playoffs. Or if they did win that one, they'd probably lose the next one to the um, Hornets, I would assume, who they end up playing um, in that in that scenario. And so, you know, if they just made the playoffs, I mean, ultimately they'll pick 12-15. to 15. They're not going to win the lottery, so I'm not too worried about it. Would I have tanked more of these games? Is there any games I would have, like, by the Pacers tried to lose, you know? Probably not. I mean, they could lost Oklahoma City or Detroit this last week, but I don't see any reason to like really do that, right? I mean, I just don't think the the minimal increase in odds you get from not making the playing game are not worth the like somewhat experience you get out of that playing game and the like and the possibility you could still be the eight seed, right? The Pacers won two playing games, got the eight seed, and let's say one, you know, managed to take a, the one seed of Brooklyn to six games. They still don't be the fifteenth pick. And it, we'd have a little more fun of basketball, right? There'd still be, there'll be two more weeks of basketball out of that, which would be at least fun because, you know, it's sucked in the NBA season ends. I mean, I know it's fun to get to the draft agency, but then there's like this lull. So if you can extend the pace season, that'd be kind of nice. So I wouldn't be, be opposed to it. Um, and like I said, they're probably going to end up picking, let's say, I mean, best case scenario, 10. Worst case, 15th at this point. So at the end of the day, they're not that different. Um, but that pick is going to be valuable for this team in the sense that like, if they can convert that pick into something in terms of like who they could draft or a trade, it could really kind of redirect this franchise, right? I mean, there's there's some scenarios out there where you look at like if you piece together Aaron Holiday, Lamb, and a center and give up like three first round picks unprotected, you you get a real player. Doubt they'll do that, but maybe they end up with like the tenth, eleventh pick and get an, a Miles Turner type player, somebody who in two or three years can be a real um, role player on the team and developing and give them a nice little youth movement, right? The Pacers have. Got some youth movement right now with Edmund Sumner and Goga, and depending on how it's with O'Shea going forward, they have some. But uh, it'd be nice to see if they had like some kind of real superstar-ish in the waiting, or somebody who has that potential. Probably never will be a superstar, but somebody you can like kind of get yourself hyped over. One, because you could trade them, right? I mean, I think there's no doout that if you look back, the Pacers probably should have traded Miles Turner for year two to keep Paul George and go get somebody, right? Make the move for Anthony Davis with Miles Turner when he had all that all that value. I get why they didn't. Don't get me wrong, but in hindsight, probably was the move they they should have made. Uh, and so maybe you can get that because I think this team is probably going to peak hopefully if they can stay healthy next season I mean that should be their best season but the next two seasons are really where they're all in um, but the resign Warren but uh, you know most of their roster their top core of Brogdon Sabonis Laverta locked in the next two seasons and if they can stay healthy that's going to be kind of their opportunity is the next year is to make a real run at, I think a top four seed and be on one of those teams in my opinion that's maybe not in the championship discussion but on the outside looking in and with a some good luck in the right scenario could end up in the Eastern Conference Finals competing for an East Championship, which is just kind of the goal, right? The goal isn't to be the Brooklyn or the Philadelphia's that have three superstars, but to be the team right below that could, with the right scenario, break through and maybe make one trade and you can really do it. That's 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 the goal, I think, for the Pacers. And for me as a Pacer fan, that's what I want to see. So to wrap it up, the Pacers made, made the playoffs. Likely the 10 seed, I think, tie with the Wizards, but we will see if, how this plays out. You know, we've got, th- what, two and a half weeks where the season ends on uh, the 16th, and tonight, as I'm recording this, is the 27th. It'll be the 20th when you listen to this podcast. So we have 18 days left in the season. 
We'll see if I'm right when this comes in. I will I will keep this written down and see when the season ends if I end up being right on the records for uh, these four, nine through 12 seeds in the East. As always, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at Locked on Pacers, and you can subscribe to it and listen to it wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, wherever. We're on all the podcast streams. Tomorrow, Tony, my co-host, will bring you a podcast previewing the Brooklyn game, and I will join you again on Friday probably after another loss, but to do some other evergreen topic. I've been keeping track of, of them, so we'll see what I can do. We'll also have a locker room this week that I'll be doing. I'll tweet about that later in the week. Um, but i got an interesting little topic I think I want to do for that based on tracking draft picks. And I think tracking, particularly the DeMontis Sabonis, Victor Lodipo draft picks and determining was the Pacers win that trade if you add in all the like third or fourth trades off of that trade. And I'll explain what I mean by that. So do that in the locker room later this week. As always, follow my co-host Tony's at TZNBA, me at Madam 5 Check on our Twitter at Locked On Pacers to see about our locker room. That is all for today's show. We'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>